Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Glory, hallelujah. Lata Babaha Sata Babokosiki. Nada Bahasai. Glory, glory, glory. Mm-hmm. The saints have come together. We was always together. This is just the meeting. Glory. Hallelujah. I had this um, very humorous thought this morning. Um, it's humorous to me anyway. <laughs> Back last year, my father passed away, and um, um, they said he had the virus, but he was ready to go anyway. You know, when you want to go somewhere, it doesn't matter what vehicle picks you up, you know. Because <laughs> I had got to see him in March, and then he died right after his birthday. So, um, and he'd been begging me for years to die, you know. And he says, I, I'm, I'm tired, I'm ready to go. He's been saying that for years, and so... So a vehicle finally come along and picked him up, a chariot. You know, swing low, sweet chariot. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of chariots that'll take you to heaven, you know. Uh-huh. But, but the humorous thought was this. For years, I've been in Trinidad, 21 years. For years, you know, my father was, really didn't work anywhere. And, well, my mother too and brothers too. But for years... I've been trying to get my father to come to Trinidad. I said, just, you know, get out of the country. Just, just come down for years. Uh, he said, man, maybe one day, you know, one day, one day, one day. So when he died, the first place he came was Trinidad. Because he visited me, you know. And he said that he was just tired. He actually showed me a picture of himself. And he said he was just tired. So I, I said, I, that's okay, I understand. And so, you know, we had that peace. So right after he died, he come to see me. And the Lord just, he gave me this thought this morning. See, you finally got him to Trinidad. <laughs> the first place he come to was Trinidad. <laughs> now see, some of y'all got this uh, negative attitude towards death, and so you're thinking, not that, to me, that's, I find that very humorous, you know. He had to come, he had to, come to Trinidad. He, could, he had to come to Trinidad before he went to heaven, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, heaven ain't that far away, you know. It's really not, you know. When you stop fearing death. See, the, the reason you can't see heaven is because of that uh, thing of death. And that's what makes it hard to see heaven. Because you know you got to go through death to see it. you got to die to this world to see it. But heaven's not that, that far away, you know. Um, um, because I know that my mother, father, grandparents, I know they're very close. And that's not a sign I'm going anytime soon. So y'all just don't like to think about the subject. Um, but I know they're close. They're, they're actually, you know... They used to live in Tennessee. They're closer now. Heaven is closer than Tennessee, you know. It's, it's very close, you know. Because the kingdom of heaven, the Lord says, is within you. It's at hand. 
And if it was at hand 2,000 years ago, it's at finger now. You know, it, it's close. <laughs> oh, Lord, y'all don't like to talk about the coming of the Lord, do you? Huh? This is not ready for his coming yet. Uh-uh. You, you want to be, be last. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, see, the coming of the Lord is like the vaccine, you know. You've got to have two shots. If you don't get the first one, <laughs> the second one, you've got to have both of them. You know? So if you miss the first coming and the message of the first coming of the Lord, then you won't be ready for the second coming. So you're not going to be able to travel. At least not up. <laughs> um, first verse says, concerning the coming of the Lord. You know, I, I don't want you to be easily unsettled about this matter, Paul says. Verse 3, don't let anyone deceive you in any way. For the day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. So it has nothing to do with the weather, the climate, or anything else. It has to do with rebellion being exposed before the coming of the Lord. It says, rest assured, you know, the coming of the Lord won't happen until the great rebellion occurs. Now, we know that upon the earth right now, that there is a period of wrath upon the Lord, upon the world. Um, and I don't care how you look at it for everybody in this room, you have never known a time when it's more worse than it is now. But heaven is close. Heaven's always close. It's getting closer, you know. It's nothing to be fearful of. So we know there's a time of wrath upon the earth. Whether or not if uh, this is the end days or there's another end days, we don't know that. The Bible says we don't know that. The Bible says God is not going to tell us that. But we do know that there's wrath upon the earth with all the things going on in the world. But let's look at something else going on in the world. Let's look at the rebellion going on. Because that's the sign of the end, the rebellion. It says, don't let anyone deceive you in any way for that day. What day? Coming of the Lord. Already come once, you know. Will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. See, we're looking for one uh, superhero or supervillain to appear on the earth, and then we say, ooh, the end's coming. But actually, it's going to appear in all of mankind, all those who do not have the seal of God. So let's think about the rebellion, the rebellion that we see with politics in the past few years. Even when somebody gets voted in, we're protesting. Uh, Yesterday, I, I went downstairs for a moment, and there's two guys outside quarreling about politics. And I don't think any of them ever got out of the third grade. Uh, <laughs> they, 
they had this hour-long conversation about politics and the government, you know. And I don't think they really knew anything about the government. They just, you know, they heard something on the radio or they heard something on media or something. But everybody's got an opinion, you know. And there's so much rebellion in the world. And it's just in every corner of the world. Nobody is happy with anything. And nobody's happy with nothing. And everybody's protesting against everything. So let's, let's talk about the vaccine that they're trying to mandate all over the world and you can't travel unless you get the vaccine, the two doses, you know, the first coming and the second coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, see, I'm, I'm a little bit different than, than anybody concerning medicine and all that stuff. I don't. I didn't like medicine before the vaccine. I didn't like doctors before the vaccine. In fact, I've never been to a doctor in over 30-something years, except to get an examination so I could be here for missionary purposes and things like that. I don't like medicine. I don't take medicine. Will I ever? I don't know. But that's me on the whole. I was like that long before this vaccine came along. You see, there's a lot of people that protest against vaccine. But how do we know it's just not rebellion? Maybe we just don't like being told what to do. Hmm? Yes. And yes, you know, a couple of people have side effects. You have side effects from anything. Some people have side effects from coming to church. They come to church, they hear the word, they go home and beat up on their family. It's a side effect, you know. <laughs> but that don't mean I did it to them, you know. It's just a side effect of, of hearing the truth. So, you know, and, and so everybody's got these opinions, you know, about what caused the virus, what did this, what did this. Everybody's pointing fingers, nobody's praying, and then we... The vaccine, it's almost become a mandatory thing, even though Delta might be a little bit stronger than the vaccine. And so, how do we know it's not just rebellion? We just don't like to be told what to do. Right? For example, let me prove this. If some new medicine comes out on Facebook, take this and you'll lose weight. If some medicine comes out, you know, take this and your hair grow. Uh, or, or, or put this stuff on your skin and it'll get smooth. We never, we never check this out to see if it's been, you know, if it's, if it's safe. Any kind of vitamins, anything that comes out on the shelf, any miracle cure from any witch doctor anywhere in the place of the earth, and you taking it. And they actually come out with something that might actually cure something. This is a mark of the beast. My Bible says you can drink deadly poison and it won't hurt you. But 
See, these individuals that want to protest so much against the vaccine, now, you do what you want with the vaccine. That's, that's, that's up to you. But I'm just trying to prove a point that we live in very rebellious times. See if they take any other kind of antidotes or medicines. Hmm? Any other kind of antidotes or medicines for anything. And you know it ain't been tested that good. You know it ain't had years and years and years and years of testing. No. But this is the thing. They present it in such a way. Yeah. Take this and you'll lose weight overnight. Huh? I want it. I want it. Get it before it runs out. See, the world don't know how to present this medicine. Let me sell that vaccine. <laughs> I don't have a good conscience about taking up large offerings in church. But let me, let me sell this vaccine. Hmm? 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 you just talking about, man, my skin started looking nice. <laughs> and my energy in the bedroom has increased tenfold. I have everybody vaccinated by Christmas, you know. They came out with this, uh, several years they came out with this uh, cologne and this uh, deodorant. What was it called? Axe or Axe? Oh, I see some of y'all have that. All right. And supposedly, if you, if you, you know, if you shoot yourself, you know, a little bit with this axe, what was it? Axe? Uh, you still have some? Huh? What? Oh, it's for men. Well, you could spray it on them, you know, and just let them know that you're the first one they see. these ugly men running out to the store, you know. <laughs> Doing this and you don't know what that stuff got in it. It may make you go blind in three days. <laughs> what stupid thing do you have in your house? Let's be honest. What do you have in your house? Ladies, I know y'all. Y'all have a chemistry lab in your bathroom. That's why women live longer than men, you know. Y'all experimenting in there. I don't know what y'all doing in there with all them chemicals, you know. You walk in the bathroom and it's like, what is this? 
You just get high walking in there, you know. None of that stuff been tested that you know about. You know, sometimes there's just rebellion upon the earth. We just, we just don't like to be told what to do. But hey, this is the sign of what the world is going to look like when Jesus comes back. See, here's the thing. When the worst of man appears, the best of God will appear. When sin increased, grace increased all the more. And when man has become his worst, when he has become his worst, then the best of God will appear. Now, there's a reason why that has to take place that way. There's a reason why the world has to get bad. The world has to get bad because the Lord does not want anyone to perish. The world has to get bad so we can understand that we are bad. Yes? And so we're so, we're so traumatized and terrored by world events. And I mean, it's, it's worse than, than I have seen within my lifetime or even a little before my lifetime from what I've heard my grandfather talk about or my father. It is the worst of times. But here's the thing. It has to be the worst of times. In the book of Revelation, in chapter um, 20, it says, and Satan shall be released from the abyss. And many people say, well, if the Lord has caught the devil and put him in the abyss, why is he releasing him? Because, see, the devil is our flesh within us, you know. Satan is in mankind. He has to be released so he can be destroyed. And he has to be released so you can see the bad. You know, when we was young, we didn't realize that we were so terrible. You didn't become terrible, you come out terrible. You just couldn't see it. <laughs> you just couldn't see it, and there was no evidence yet that you was terrible, but you was terrible when you come out. Because hmm? when you crawl out of the womb, you know, and goodness knows you didn't want to come out, when you were supposed to come out. None of you come out at the right time. You're rebellious. You either came out early or you overslept. Not me, I ain't coming out today. I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what his calendar says. I don't care, I ain't coming out. I ain't coming out. I ain't coming out, you gotta come in and get me. I ain't coming out. <laughs> you was always terrible. The signs was there, you know. You was, you was always terrible. Uh, you was always terrible. Huh? You know, when you, 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 you bit your mother's breast, you know. You knew what you was doing. You and your old two teeth. You knew what you was doing. <laughs> you always been bad. <laughs> but in time, we begin to see and here's the thing, even when you get saved, you know, that doesn't mean that all your bad is gone. That just means you're sealed. God has separated from you from your bad. You just ain't seen your bad yet. See, some people in the world ain't separated from their bad. 
only difference between us, the saints of God, and the people of the world is we are separated from our bad. We have been circumcised from our bad. That don't mean we don't see it. So that means we see it and we run to Jesus. See, if you have not accepted the first coming, you don't know to run to Jesus. You just try to cover it up, lie about it, all these things. So see, bad has to come before good can come. We, we have to see the bad. Yeah? Maybe some of you put some clothes on this morning, right? And uh, you're wearing it just fine. You didn't realize it was bad. You're wearing it till you realized it was bad. Yeah. Like this morning, I got up. I put a shirt on. That shirt too big. It was a new shirt. Um, so my wife had got me a... Well, I don't know. Somebody gave me a new shirt, so she decided to give me a new shirt this morning. It's too big. It is. I, I'm having to fold it, you know, and, and stick it in the back here. And um, <laughs> but maybe maybe you had a, a spot on your outfit, on your clothes, you know, and until somebody says, "Hey, you got a spot." <gasps> We're doing, <gasps> you put it on like that. You come out of the womb like that. Hmm? Understand? And so now you know. And now you can do something about it. You can't do nothing about it until you can see it. See, sometimes we think we're a good Christian until something comes up. That's why the Lord, well, I'm not sure it's the Lord, but that's why, that's why you end up with a bad neighbor, a bad co-worker. Hmm? Yes, a flirty secretary. That's why you end up with those things. Because your enemy is trying to expose you. Hmm? But see, the Lord allows bad things to come so we can realize that bad exists. And that's his mercy upon the earth. And it says in the end times, this calls for patience and endurance and faithfulness on the part of the saints. But the Lord can rescue us in the midst of all the chaos. He can take care of us. But we need to understand before the coming of the Lord, things have got to get bad so people could repent. Hmm? You ever do something and you don't see no harm in it? You do a little something, you don't see no harm in it? Maybe you thief a little bit, you don't see no harm in it. It's, 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 you, you, you know, some people think if you steal from a big business or a rich person, they won't even miss it. Huh? But when your child steals from you, or even worse, when your little angel gets caught outside stealing. Mm. The nostrils flare, you know. Kiss out of our gossip. This ain't my child. And Lord says he just like you. Huh? See, here's the thing. The world's got to get bad. 
That's the preparation for the second coming. It has to get rebellious. The rebellion has to be exposed. The adulterousness, that aspect of where we love the world more than we love God, it has to be exposed. Not only that our loved ones can get saved, and I suppose everybody in the world is somebody's loved one, whether they want to claim them or not. But the sanctification of the saints. The difference with us, we are circumcised. The difference with us, the Lord will let our rebellion be exposed, but he'll keep us safe. He says, that's not you. Hmm? Paul put it this way. He says, you know, if I do what I don't want to do, it's no longer I who does it, but it is sin living in me that does it. It is rebellion that is living in me that is doing it. Who shall save me from this wretched man that I am? See, there's the separation. When you get saved, you know, you have been forgiven for all the things you have done, and you will be forgiven for all the things you're about to do, but you ain't quit doing bad yet, you know. You may have curbed it, but you have not stopped it. See, in order for the Lord to save us, we've got to know that we need saving. So sometimes we, we, we're crying out and we, and we want the world to see our ways is not God's ways. We want the world to, to, to be all rosy and all beautiful, but if it's all rosy and all beautiful, most people are not going to heaven. Wow. In fact, they're not even going to have the choice. Things have to get bad. You have to be able to see your bad before you can turn to the good. And you can't blame this on somebody. We come out of the womb rebellious. Huh? Some of you, you wouldn't eat your food when you was growing up. Your parents wanted you to eat some food, you wouldn't eat it. When you get old, you go back and start eating it. <laughs> you just wait and see. You wait and see. Some of you, some of you are still young. You wait and see. That food you will need of your parents once you get older, right? And your parents maybe not around or what have you. You're going to be craving that food. Now, how is it just in a few years what you hated you now like? Huh? It was just the fact that they tried to make you eat it. They probably said something, you know, demonic like, it's good for you. See, again, if I was going to sell the vaccine, I wouldn't sell it as something good. But as something you, oh, this is going to make you so much better. <laughs> this is what I have discovered about the second coming of the Lord. Now notice, something has to happen before the Lord comes back. The bad you has to appear. The bad, everybody has to appear. Right? But here's the thing. It says that in the end, people will be saying safety, peace and safety, but destruction will come upon them soon. Just like in the days of Lot, or in the days of Noah. Everybody eating, drinking, being happy, everything going on. So even, even in the midst of these, 
Even in the midst of terrible times, somebody's saying, everything good, everything good, it's good, it's good, it's good. We're trying to ignore the message that the world is speaking, you know. See, all this chaos in the world with the weather and everything like this and, and diseases and things like this, that's responding out of our sin. That's the earth trying to purge itself. But sometimes we try to ignore it. So we need to realize that on this other side, we're trying to pretend that it's all good. But the truth is, there's things that's been exposed. So, for the second coming of the Lord to come, the worst of man has to appear. But here's the thing. For most people that are not sealed, they're almost going to think it's the best of times. See, the second coming of the Lord is the second coming of man. You know how many people think, all right, my day's coming. Hmm? You know how many people say, just now I'm going to be blessed. Just now I'm going to be everything. Just now I'm going to make a name for myself. Just now. Hmm? Hmm? I got a second chance. See, everybody's talking about a second chance. They're talking about destiny. But in many ways, they're saying to raise their name above the stars of God. To make a name for yourself. See, that's, that's what rebellion is. What rebellion is, is we don't want to acknowledge that Jesus came in the flesh. We don't want to acknowledge that Jesus is in control of everything. And we don't want to acknowledge, as John said, you know, that, that everything comes from heaven. You can't receive anything that does not come from heaven. So the second coming of the Lord is also the second coming of man. When man thinks his day is coming, it's not his day, it's the Lord's day. When the farmer said, wow, my crops are good. I made so much money. I'm going to have to tear down all my barns and build new barns. And Jesus says, you fool. He thought his day was coming. See, that's how ignorant the devil is. I don't know where he gets that from, but that's who he is. He's ignorant. Because he thinks his day is coming. His day is coming. When he will be exposed for the greedy, selfish person that he is. That puts himself above everything. That is called God. And he, he is against everything that is called God. Hmm? Everything that is called God, he, he opposes it. And he exalts himself over everything. Hmm? As is like these two very well-educated individuals talking politics. These clowns ain't got a clue what's going on in Trinidad. Yes. Maybe on the reef of plantation, but not in Trinidad. But that's 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 where that's where rebellion is. I know about everything. I know how church should be. I know how this should be. I know how that should be. And the truth is you don't know nothing about nothing. 
See, that's the repaying. Everybody's got an opinion about the vaccine. All at once, everybody got a medical degree. But according to your medicine cabinet, uh, you will take anything that will help you make a better name for yourself. But to take something that is good for all humanity, I personally, I don't put much stock in any medicine. I never have. It's God's grace. Yes, but I do believe in upholding the laws of the land. It's God's grace. But my thing is not comparing myself with what I think about medicine, but it's comparing your medicine cabinet or your drawer, you know, where you keep that uh, liquid magic or those... <laughs> Can you imagine there's drug addicts that shoot up stuff in their body all the time and they don't want to take the vaccine? Where, where is faith at? Is faith here? Where's faith? Where's she at? Hold her up, hold her up, hold her up, hold her up. There she is. The soldier right there in the green. Everybody see her back there? Yes? Uh-huh. Listen, now, she's a young prophetess. Now, don't even try to make her smile. She's going to check you out. Uh, she, she, she's a deacon from birth, you know. She's she going to check you out. Don't, don't even come up there trying to talk sweet to her now. See, don't take it personal. It ain't got nothing to do with your face. God still loves you. But this child ain't gonna smile. She's a deacon from birth. She mama deacon, she'll watch you. Mm. Somebody came in the house the other night and she knew there was new and she turned around in her little seat and put her arm up and went... She's a deacon from birth, you know. Uh-huh. As the Bible says, uh, Jesus is going to pierce your soul. Yeah, the, the, that, that little one there, you know, she's going to pull up on mama and daddy. But anyway, she went the other day and got two of her shots, right? Two shots in the arm, two at the same time. Two shots in her arm. Didn't cry. Didn't cry. Didn't cry. I'm sure she gave him the eye. She went. <laughs> Did not cry. But we've had some individuals from this house. <laughs> Go down to Waterfield. To get their vaccine. Just the first one, you know. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. The other arm. Don't use my good arm. The other arm. You know, because it falls off. And you got all kinds of pills in your purse. And ain't none of them ever been checked. 
because you're listening to the rebellion of the world. You pray and do what God tells you to do. Pray and do what God tells you to do. See, rebellion will cause you to run away from God. Heaven's very close, you know. It's very close. And the more you make peace with God, the more death disappears. And where, oh, death is your sting. Where, oh, death is your power. But you allow fear. Oh, who you running from? <laughs> you get fearful when you run. Who are you running from? Why would you run from God? Pray. You got bills, pray. You don't have a job, pray. Who are you running from? Don't let the rebellion of the world, the rebellion of the world says, you know, I got to hurry up. My time is running out. My second coming is coming. And you're allowing the rebellion of the world to make you crazy. And you're fighting against God and you're fighting against time. Listen, we all going to die and we all going to go to heaven. That's the second coming. There's no second coming for man where he has a mansion on the hill and live happy ever after. Why you listen to those fairy tales? Huh? You watch Cinderella and she gets married and live happy ever after. Who do you know that's married that lives happy ever after? <laughs> there can be happiness there, but, you know, Paul says, I would love to save you from some, some trouble in life, you know. Because it is what it is. And if it was paradise, there'd be marriage in heaven, but there is no marriage in heaven. I'm not saying that marriage is a bad thing. I'm just saying happy ever after. See, we're all living for the second coming, but it's the wrong second coming that you're living for. Oh, mm. am I talking to anybody? We all live in for the second coming. But is it the second coming that we're living for? Is it the coming of the Lord? Now in this life, listen, God's going to take care of you. And if you follow him, you're going to be more blessed and more blessed and more blessed. But that's not your second coming. Your second coming is heaven. Amen. Uh, that's the second coming. But see, we're rushing for a second coming that is man's second coming. Huh? And that's why we're so scared right now. Because if this is the end of the world, embrace it. If this is the end, embrace it. There's wrath upon the earth. If this is the end, embrace it. But see, we're doing everything not to embrace truth. Embrace it. What we need to do is embrace truth. Some of us, we, we had all kinds of faith before the virus happened. So true. Oh, yes. We all had all kinds of faith. But once death comes closer, our faith is being tested. It shouldn't, it shouldn't make you fall away. It should make you cling to him more. Shouldn't it? How real he is. Hmm? 
So quit looking for your second coming. And look for the second coming of the Lord. Oh, life is so much sweeter when you quit looking for your second coming. Because you, you're all anxious about your second coming. And this virus ain't helping your second coming. No, this virus of my life was going good. Uh, my double stand was, it was just wonderful. My business was going good. It was all going good in this virus. You know, my time is short. I'm getting older. You know, my memory is going. You know, I'm soon for long. I ain't going to know who I am. Everything's going, you know. And we're all working for our second coming, but the second coming is the Lord. It's the Lord. Now, if life persists, things are going to get better. If you listen and have faith in God, yeah, and not get rebellious, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Do you know, back when Jesus was born, Jesus' mother and father was living in Galilee. And you know how Jesus got to the place where he's supposed to be born? First, Mary traveled on a donkey. That's how they got there. But you know how he got there? Because there was the decree issued and everybody had to go and sign up. That's how Jesus come to be born in Bethlehem, where he was supposed to be born. Had nothing to do with great anointings. Had nothing to do with my time is coming. It had to do with the Roman Empire. <laughs> it had to do with politics. It had to do with governors, and they want to see how many people there are so they know about how much taxes they could get. So everybody had to go to their own hometown. Yes, you know, sometimes in Trinidad, you got to go to your own, where you live, to your own district, right? And that's how Jesus become, got born in Bethlehem, as the scripture says, it wasn't because this big angel comes to Joseph and says, Go to Bethlehem, that's where my son shall be born. I have him born nowhere else. No. His head saying, Go sign up. I'm going to cut your head off. I want your taxes. Hmm? What's the point? Th this is the thing. Trust God. Now, what if Joseph and Mary had been rebellious and says, no, why can't I sign up in Galilee? Why can't I sign up here? Why I got to go all the way over there? Huh? I think I know somebody that knows somebody that's in the government. I think I know somebody that knows somebody that could forge this thing for me, you know. see that rebellion will keep you away from your destination that God has for you anybody hear me yes. see listen I understand what Satan means for harm but God means it for good quit fighting 
the principles. Quit fighting the government. Quit fighting all the laws. Quit fighting your neighbors. Quit fighting all these things and know that God is in control of all the chaos. And whatever is due you and whoever you are called to be, if you don't stop rebelling and just go with it, you're going to get to the place that God has for you. Yes. Don't make a monster out of life. Sometimes you just got to flow with it. Got to flow with it. Unless the Lord tells you to run, don't, you know. Of course, you hear a lot of voices telling you to run. I, I'm not saying the government always has your best interest at heart. Hopefully, they got everybody's best interest. I'm not saying that one, but I'm saying that in everything, God is God. So here's two, here's two young people having a baby. So they travel. Hmm? They travel. Now they probably could have went to the doctor and maybe have got an excuse that, well, she can't travel now. <laughs> Some of y'all ain't getting this. She's pregnant. She's going to have a baby any day. She might have a baby on the plane. Might have a baby on the donkey. We ain't got no arrangements. See, there's things that go on in your life that if you quit rebelling against them, there's doors that close. And if you'd quit rebelling against them and fighting against them and say, okay, let me move on. Let me do this. Let me do that. The Bible says the meek shall inherit the earth. What is the meek? The ones that's not always protesting about something. Trust God in everything. You will never have to be a monster to obtain the things that God has for you. Yes. Yes. Be like Deacon Faith. You don't know where you're going. All right, well, we're going for a ride today, Mama. Daddy is nice. Us just going out for a ride today. You know? We're just going out for a ride today. Huh? Who's this man here? And then you get that shot in your arm. One shot. She's probably already looking before I shot you them. And do it again. And then she probably said, I won't come here no more. Let me go see if she got phobias for cars from now on. Because now I ain't getting that car. Last time I got in that car, boom, boom. No. But there's a lot of things you don't know about in life. Trust God. Trust Him and be blessed. What man means for harm, God means for good. Oh, glory, hallelujah, speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Anybody want the Lord to speak to you this morning? Speak to us, Lord. Whatever you would speak to us today. Hallelujah. Whether near or far. Let La da mahi kamana e 
third row somebody has an appointment and they're fearful of the appointment the Lord says there's somebody on my left third row and they have an appointment that they are fearful of <laughs> who on the third row has an appointment mm. Only one third row. <laughs> you have an appointment, something you're fearful of. My left third row. Is it you? Fearful about traveling. That's what you're calling an appointment? Yeah. I, have to go take, I have to go do the PCR test Tuesday and then fly out Thursday. Uh-huh. So you're fearful about that test? I don't know. I... Mm -hmm. I, I woke up this morning and I spoke it out of my mouth that I'm going and I'm feeling all this fear and nervousness, even about getting the paperwork done in time, everything, because you have to do everything, do a bunch of paperwork before you travel. You know, um, interesting fact, 9-11, which, when was that? Was that 1999, 2000? 2001. Huh? 2001. Nah. Ain't 2001, is it? Yeah, two, yeah, 20 years ago, in 2001. You sure? Yes, Prophet. All right. Anyway, whenever it was. Um, you know, I was supposed to be in Manhattan on the very day that those two towers fell. I was supposed to be in that city. Not in that, those buildings, but I spoke to be in that proximity. I was in St. Croix at the time. I had a few days before, and I was supposed to be there for a, a ministering uh, opportunity. And I could not find no flight. My wife and I, we looked and looked and looked and never could find no flight. That's true. And finally I said, can't go. Can't find no flight. So I found a flight to Tennessee, but that's so far away from New York. 
I found that real quick. So I decided to go to Tennessee. Get up the next morning, and that's when all that happened. You know, sometimes the Lord don't tell you everything, but he takes care of you. Hmm? Now, if I back up a little bit, I was getting kind of frustrated with all the airlines. What do you mean ain't no, ain't no flight to New York? They flight to New York all the time. What do you mean ain't no flight to New York? You know, you can get irate about things when you want things your way. And when you think things are going on, hmm? you think the devil is against you. The truth is God is for you. He said, I don't want you up there in the middle of all that mess, you know. So that's an encouragement to you, but also to everybody. You must trust God. This is the thing. I, I mean, I finally, because I'm, I'm kind of used to that. I've always been kind of used to that. Once I realize things ain't working, all right, Lord. You know, because sometimes the Lord just tell you, don't do this or do that. But sometimes the signs are there. You know, it, it just don't work. And, and you can get upset, you know, if you want to, because, you know, your plan's not coming to pass. You're not going to get to go to the Big Apple and minister. All your plans ain't coming to pass. You feel like, you know, what did I do, God? You, you say, what did I do, God? How come you ain't making this work? But God's making it work the way he wants to make it work. See, sometimes we're not all knowing, but we, we learn. See, I admire people that, that, that have strong spirits, but I pray for you a lot. <laughs> because you want things your way, you know. And no matter telling how many blessings he missed out on. But the truth is, that was God's love. It didn't work. And now, no matter what I do, no matter what I, I believe God is telling me to do or not telling me to do, always trust the signs. If it don't work, it don't work. If God wants something to work, it's going to work. It's going to work. You don't have to lie. You don't have to steal. You don't have to have a fake identity. You don't have to get somebody... You're going to have to know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. You don't have to do all that. You just trust God. Now, I've had years of walking around in the dark, and I'm safe today without any bullet holes. And I've been in some dangerous places. <laughs> the point is, you have to trust God. And you can't keep wavering on this subject. Yes? <laughs> you want faith to go with you? <laughs> huh? You want faith to go with you? Yes. She'll go with you. <laughs> Mama Deacon, she'll go with you. <laughs> you want faith to go with you? I'm talking about a different kind of faith now. Yes, I know. Yes, I want faith to go with me. All right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hadn't the Lord already approved this? Yes. So stop freaking out over this thing. <laughs> and you know, sometimes we think, sometimes we think people exaggerating. But the truth is, you know, sometimes your mind can get in a mess, you know. Uh, you drink too much Kool-Aid, you just, your mind, you drink too much doubt, you just, I mean, you just, huh? You're probably going to have a panic attack or get run over by, I don't know, uh, 
an alien ship or something before you get there. <laughs> yes. Now, I know sometimes you can be strong-headed about things, but trust God. Okay. Yes? yes? It's going to be smooth. <laughs> it's going to be smooth. Even when they poke that thing, well, you know, it's going to be smooth. You feel it? Mm. Mm -hmm. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us. Somebody needs to hear that word. Somebody, you just, you just need to trust God a little bit more, don't you? Huh? You think God don't love you because He ain't send no angel to you? One day you're gonna realize angels ain't flesh and blood, no way, you know. See, so, see, so you don't trust God because He ain't sent no angel to you. Scripture says, if you go to the left, I'll go to the left with you. Go to the right, I'll go to the right with you. Yes? If you mess up, I'll sit there with you. <laughs> How many times you mess up, God's still there with you? Because yeah. even in that, there was something to learn. So stop freaking out. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, speak to us, speak to us, speak to us, Lord. It's day the eleventh. Days the twelfth. Yesterday was eleven. date of the 11th and I see this uh, elevator the 11th and this elevator and I see someone in this elevator I know Trinidad don't have a lot of elevators they have a few elevators but the 11th I, I guess that was yesterday and an elevator Was anybody in an elevator yesterday? La da ba ka se. Oh yeah. Mm hmm. And you was very fearful in this elevator. Ah. Mm hmm. What was you fearful of? It stopped. Say that. It stopped. It stopped. Yes. I saw that. It did. It just stopped. Did it stop between floors or just stopped? It stopped between floors. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Stopped between floors. The current would go off and you're in there, leave in there. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I'm fearful that the current would go off and you leave in there. <laughs> you fearful what? I'm fearful that the current go off and the elevator and you locked in there. Uh-huh. Did the lights go off? It don't mm -hmm. matter, no, because they have emergency lights. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. You know, in the Old Testament, you know, there was times when the Lord just stopped the earth from turning. It just stopped. 
if the Lord can stop the earth from turning one, in one place he, he, he stopped the earth and he backed it up. I don't know if he was watching and he missed something. You know how you push rewind, you go back to see it, you know. And the shadow went this way. And then he started again and he went back this way. So if the Lord can stop the earth for a reason, he could stop an elevator for a reason. Sometimes the Lord puts you in fearful places so you can remember the 23rd Psalm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I shall fear no evil. Oh, Lord, they're going to take the electricity. Oh, Lord, the rapture is going to take place, and the Lord is going to leave me down here in this elevator box. Because the angels just getting people out of the coffins. They ain't going to ever look in this elevator to find me. When will you know that I love you, says the Lord? When would you know that I am with you? And I heard him also say, When will you know that my prophet is with you? What are you so afraid of? You know, sometimes we need people to hold our hands. When will we know? When the elevator stops, our heart stops. <laughs> that almost made, I don't know if it made your heart stop or beat up faster. <laughs> Was you in there by yourself? Was a good-looking man in there? No. A woman was with me. Huh? A woman was with me. A woman who? Was with me. Uh-huh. Just you and a woman, right? Yeah. Was she fearful? I don't think so. You don't think so? Did y'all talk? Yeah. Is she a Christian? Yes, she is. She, was she a Christian? Yes, she's a Christian. She was and she is, all she right. She is Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. That's a good place to testify right there, you know, in the box, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You should have done like this. You need to think about where you're going. Are you going up or are you going down? You need to think about this moment. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to do that? Uh, you need to think about where you're going. I said, was you going up or down? He was going up. All right. Uh -uh. And you was fearful about going up. It's, it's like choline there. You've got to stop being fearful. Sometimes, sometimes the trumpet don't blow. Sometimes you don't hear an audible word of God. 
but you've prayed about something and you just believe this is what you're supposed to do, and you do it. This is like Balaam, you know, when he was going to curse the Israelites, you know, God told him to go. Balaam thought he was going for one reason, but the Lord says, no, hey, you ain't going for that reason. You must trust God. Did you know God is smart? You know what that means? He knows you're a dummy. He knows you don't listen good. He knows you don't remember all the 23rd Psalm. That gave me so much peace many years ago. I accepted the fact that God knows I'm a dummy. And sometimes I don't remember things. Sometimes I forget things he tells me. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. But this I've never forgotten, that he loves me. And the Bible says he will be with me always. I don't know what verse it is, but I know it's in there somewhere. He'll be with me always. And was he not with you? All right, so when you went upstairs, everything worked out? Yeah. <clears throat> so everything going to work out? Oh, amen. See, what made the elevator stop is not so much God. It's our fears about doing things. It causes chaos around us. Maybe some of it's your fears. Some of it's a lady's fear. Was she with you or just another person? She was with you. The two of you is going together, right? Yeah. All right. Sometimes just, just your fears keep things from moving smooth. Do you know that? Huh? Yes. Peter was walking on the water, and then here comes fear. God didn't want to sink Peter, but sometimes our fears do that. But in spite of it, God is for you. Huh? God is for you. Now you've got a wonderful experience. Yes, hopefully it didn't take no years off your life. You have a wonderful experience. Yes, God is for you. Huh? God is for you. And even if the electricity went off, you're going to survive. You, you, must, you must believe God is for you. He is with you. Yes. And you getting panicky separates you from God. Rather than saying, Lord, what's going on? Because in that place, many times, you miss out on the voice of God that says, I am with you. Stop worrying. I'm with you. Because our fears keeps us from hearing the voice of God. And our indecisiveness keeps us from seeing the angels that are trying to talk to us. We think it's smoke or something. We just, we just, you know, sometimes you ever thought you saw smoke or something in your room or something? Sometimes that's an angel, but you just... You're just all over the place, so you can't focus in on it. And God is trying to talk to you. But in spite of all of it, in spite of all of it, no matter how fearful you get, and God knows you get fearful, He is with you. And He's going to keep you safe till the end. He says, I will be with you to the end of age. That means to the very end. You must believe that. Amen. You have a special day coming up. There's a special day coming up. There's a special day coming up. There's a special meal coming up. 
Mm, there's some kind of celebration coming up. I see flowers. There's a special day coming up. Do you know about this special day? No. You don't know about this special day, do you? There's a special day coming. There's a special day coming. There's a surprise coming. I receive it. Huh? I receive it. You receive it. All right, you receive it. There's a special day coming. Um, when's the last time you saw your son? Two years ago. How many years ago? Two years ago. Uh-huh. And he told me that he's trying to get a big one to come. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See, as a surprise. So when they get here, you can look at them and say, Amen. when they say surprise, mm-hmm. nah, Lord told me you're coming. Because <laughs> <laughs> hmm? I, see I see this special meal and I see flowers. Yes. Your sons ever bring you flowers? Hmm? No prophet. Father, teach these boys a lesson. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, if they give you flowers, you're going to know they're from me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. 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 You know, sometimes down inside of you, you have the worst of hopes in you. And not the best of hopes. That little prophecy right there, planted inside, will override many doubts and fears. But some of you walk around expecting not good things, but bad things to happen. You've got to erase that. God is good. He is with you. He's with you in all things. He's with you. Yes? Let's do one more, one more, one more. Let's do something first. William, stand up, please, would you? Ah. This boy has lost so much weight. And I am so happy for him. And that is a sign to you that nothing will be impossible if you trust God. Amen. If anybody in here needs to lose weight, just look at him one time. Just look at him. It'll touch you. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes losing weight or sometimes things in your life look to be like such a monster, you know. It's just like something you can't defeat. Whether it's weight, depression, loneliness, you just feel like you can't overcome this thing. But listen, you can overcome all things. Christ died that you will be an overcomer, but you must believe and put your hope in him. And he's going to do it while we wait for the second coming. Not the second coming of you. Because when his life appears, so will our life appears. But good things are going to happen. 
But you, you have to believe in God. You got to get rid of the monsters in your, in your minds and the monsters you're expecting to meet around the corner. Huh? The monsters you're expecting to meet around the corner. Huh? Who am I talking to? Somebody, you, somebody you, you, you want a relationship, but all you believe is coming as monsters. Uh-huh. Somebody in here? Uh-huh. That was yesterday? Mm-hmm. Evidently yesterday was the day to get elevator problems. Hmm? So somebody online, uh, Zoom, Facebook. All right. This is the person I wanted because they got stuck in the elevator. This person didn't go up because... They was, they was afraid that it's going to stick. Mm -hmm. Let me just chew on that a minute, see if I have a word for that person. Ah, but first, no, you, you, you want a relationship, but you only see bad men around the corner. Who am I talking to? You want a relationship, but you only see bad men around the corner. Now, the truth is, you can't see around the corner. You're envisioning. Who am I talking to? I must be talking to somebody over here. Because I'm over here. I trust the Lord to put me in the right place. Who's expected only... It's like you're lonely. You're going through a lot of loneliness right now. Don't be, don't be shy. Don't be shy. You're going through a lot of loneliness right now. But everything you see around the corner is monsters. You're going through a lot of loneliness. Don't, don't miss your word. If this is you, if this is you, <clears throat> if this is you, don't miss your word. That's you. Mm-hmm. The things of God, I'm going to just speak what I hear. The things of God don't come around the corner. They just appear. They don't come around the corner. They just appear. Sometimes things that are right there in front of you, you just don't see them. But they appear. Hmm? And the Lord says, hmm, interesting. I feel like Daniel in the Old Testament. Um, I see three men coming. And, and these three, they're, they're all going to be good, but it's not the first one. It's not the second one. It'll be the third one. And you don't even have to keep count. It'll just work out. There's, huh? there's three coming. One, two, three. Yes? Amen. See? 
Sometimes when you're looking for one, God sends you three, you know. There's three coming. One, two, three. So I say, you're going to be busy, you know. But the first two is to rebuild your hope in men. Mm. Because listen, if you don't have hope in the elevator, it's going to stick somewhere in the middle. Your marriage is going to be stuck. Whatever it is, if you don't have faith, and if you're expecting things not to work out, Listen, you're going to jeopardize it. It's not the neighbor putting a curse on you. It's your lack of faith. So, one, two, three. And this is going to build your hope. Amen. You receive that? I receive One, two, three. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Don't marry the first one or the second one now. <laughs> I don't know how long they're going to be there, but I heard the Lord say he's going to send three. And that's to build your hope. Thank yes? You. Thank Amen. You, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else Amen. over here? All right. All right. As for this person, uh, as for this person who did not get on the elevator, right, but took the steps, do you realize it's more dangerous to take the steps than the elevator? Steps is a lot like exercise, you know. Uh, who is it? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, truthfully, truthfully, I think probably more people had to be rushed to the doctor from walking on steps than elevators. Wouldn't you think so? Huh? I would think so. Makes sense. Especially, if, you know, especially if you're not in shape or, or, or what have you, you know. You know, sometimes you, sometimes you dodge one thing. When you're not in faith, you dodge one thing only to find yourself in the trap. It is not wise to dodge things unless God tells you to go another way. Everybody follow only if God tells you to go another way. Sometimes you avoid things. I like these people who always know a shortcut. And it's longer. Hmm? When we think we know what's best. Yes. Um, so did you, take the, did you take the elevator down? No. I went down the stairs. Oh, you, you walked down the steps. You walked up yeah. them and walked down them. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you have a fear of elevators? No, I don't. What happened was I was carrying my son to his friends, and I brought the dog with me. And I thought, well, I pressed the elevator, and I thought, you know what? If I get in this elevator and it gets stuck with me and the dog, and I don't think it will work. So we went up the stairs, and it was quite a few stairs. You, you, ho, 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 you, you lost me there. I, I got lost in England somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me again. 
Yeah, so I was going to take my son to his friends. Right, got that. And I had the dog with me. It's a puppy. Uh-huh. And when we pressed the, 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 the button for the elevator, I thought, you know what? If I get stuck in this elevator today, I don't think it would be good with a dog. Uh-huh. So I then said to my son, let's take the stairs instead. So we went four flights up. So you didn't get, you didn't want to get stuck in the elevator with a dog and a, bo- a no, boy? No, uh-huh. no. I understand. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And did you see any signs that the elevator quit working? And then no. Because somebody had gone up in the elevator just before me, you know. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Uh-huh. I want your life to be blessed, but we got to get rid of something. I want your life to be blessed. And I've wanted your life to be blessed for a long time. But we got to get rid of something, and I think that's what the Lord wants to deal with right now. There's this fear that, that is always guiding you. Sometimes, you know, we have an angel that's guiding us, and the angel is fear. Not that it's a heavenly angel. It's just something we employ to guide us in life. And we're always cautious and we're always looking. Yes. You, you, you ever look out your window much? Do you look out your window? Not of lately. I used to. You used to look out it a lot, right? Yeah. Why you quit looking out the, your window? I don't even know, to be you, honest. You don't know? I don't know. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Uh, so ever I look si- out my front room window, but my bedroom window I used to look out all the time. Uh-huh. But since the virus, you don't look out? No, I don't actually, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason why you don't look out. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes we, we sense in this presence that, you know, if I don't do everything right, things are not going to work out. And sometimes, especially with you, you feel like that, you know, if you don't watch out for you, nobody else is going to watch out for you. Right? Yeah. Because you don't have no big strong man in your life and you, you don't have nobody to watch out for you. But you have the strongest man in the world watching out for you. Right now, I remove all, I remove that fearful angel. And the reason I call it a fearful angel is because you feel a lot of times that this is God making you be cautious about things. But you know, sometimes, and I don't know why I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this vision of a, of a, of a picnic uh, outside on a lawn, and, and, and I see somebody outside eating, and it's a beautiful day, and there's some nice food, you know, to eat, you're having this picnic, but you're so fearful of the environment that you almost miss the entire picnic. Hmm? Anybody understand the vision? Huh? 
It's like you just you you you're looking and you're watching and you're just and so you can't enjoy the picnic. Yes. You ever been to a park? Not recently, no. Did you used to go to a park? Um every now and again. Who'd you go with? The last time I went to the park, I went to meet up with my friend that lived across the other side of the park. Uh-huh. Yeah. So was you fearful in the park? No, but Are, saying that, saying that, I have been fearful of going to the park <laughs> again with the dog. I don't know why I'm fearful. I'm, I'm, I'm frightened that if I carry her there and let her off the lead, maybe something might happen with maybe another dog or something. So I don't really carry her to the park. Uh huh. This is the dog again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. Huh? That dog got protection, you know. <laughs> that dog ain't gonna, gonna ever get married, you know, with that kind of protection. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just you and the dog that went to the park. Um, well, when I went to the park, no, that was uh, me and the children. That's what I thought. But, yeah, but, you but you're always fearful. Not only the dog, you're fearful about your children, you're fearful about everything. Yeah, I have been, yeah. See, how are you ever going to enjoy a, a, a nice picnic with a, a handsome man? How are you going to ever enjoy that? <laughs> I have to get rid of the fear, innit? Yes. <laughs> let's, let's get rid of that angel this morning. Let's just, let's just get rid of that angel. You know, sometimes we have these, these self-defenses and we think this is some kind of an anointing. Listen, any angel that's got you looking out the window all the time and, and checking the stove button two or three times to see if it's off. You ever check your stove button to make sure it's off? Yeah, and I've left out thinking, oh my gosh, have I left it on? <laughs> Listen, when you trust God, everything's going to work out. I removed that angel from your life. You're not alone. You're not alone. First of all, you almost need a bigger house because most of heavenly lights is in that house. Amen. 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 So, you're not alone. Just look around. You can feel us in there. And, and you, you have a daughter that's in, in preaching class a lot lately, yes? Oh, she, yes. Uh, she's fiery. <laughs> how, how old is she, 12? Nine. Nine? Yeah. I mean, she wants to be in the children's preaching class, which is at three today, right? Is that right? Yes? It's about... Okay. Well, our time. our time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we in your house. You have nothing to be afraid of. I am sure one of us will remind you to cut the stove off. <laughs> yes? Yes. I remove that, that angel of fear. Everybody hear that? Some people say, you're going to remove an angel. But see, some of these, you know, the Bible says that the devil masquerades as a an angel of light. So some of these things is not God. Some of these things just keep us fearful. I remove that right now in the name of Jesus and anybody else that's fearful, I remove that right now. You're not going to be afraid of the elevator. Listen, this little dog is not your life. 
Yes, there's going to be a lot of little doggies in your life. Yes, because by, by the length of life, you know this little dog ain't going to live forever. Amen? Amen. This is not your life. This is your dog. Yes? And those are yeah. your kids. Right? Yeah. Are you hearing me? I'm listen, hearing you. Listen, God loves you. And he has so much in store for you in your life. And some picnics. Yes? Yes? Yeah. yeah. You're going to go to the picnic with a man you won't even know what color his eyes are. <laughs> <laughs> yes? Nah, you can't fall in love looking around and saying, hey, you can't gaze into somebody's eyes, can you? Uh, and, and you're fearful, you're looking around to see who's going to mug you, who's going to rob you. Nah, you can, sometimes you got to just flow with life. Yes, if you make a mistake, try not to do it again. Amen. Be blessed. I love you very much. And I love everybody in here very much. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Listen, don't, don't let yourself get rebellious towards things. Just say, Lord, what do I do? Don't, don't fight with everything. Trust God that he's working in everything in your life, whether it's at work, the government, on the highway. Yes. You got a detour that goes to your house, and you want to fuss. Hello. You may go around the other way and find a blessing. Don't, don't fuss about everything. Trust God. Amen. Amen. Have a beautiful week.